<laughs> Maybe we can have a little competition after. You can record yourself throwing ten darts from the from the halfway line, try and hit the crossbar. Yeah. And I'll do the same. I think we can really start really start fighting for top six and beyond. John. Yeah. Do you, Do you see yourselves doing that this season? But I I, I didn't drink my shit in it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, sure. That's that's what I want to be. That's what I want to be. And, um, a winger. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Welcome to the Much Do About Rugby podcast, your weekly rugby podcast where we chat everything about rugby. In today's episode, we have Bet Cutting, Worcester Warriors hooker and ex-England Under-20s World Cup finalist with England. We chat today with Beck about the England Under-20s World Cup in 2018, as well as Worcester Warriors and their future potential, and also what, what's Beck, what Beck's future holds in rugby and what rugby holds for him. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube, follow on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and also follow our Instagram page at Much Do About Rugby so you don't miss any more exclusive rugby content. Hello and welcome back to the Much Do About Rugby podcast where we chat about everything rugby. Today, we have a very special guest with us. Welcome, Beck Cutting. How are you today, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, thanks. Um, excited for it. No. Yeah, that's, that's what we want to hear, Beck. That's what we want to hear. It is exciting, isn't it? We're just as excited, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> well, just a little bit of an, in- an intro for Beck. Um, so Beck's currently a hooker at Worcester Warriors, the Premiership Club. Uh, also a former England Under-20s uh, World Cup player and finalist. Uh, very much a regular now in the Worcester Warriors set up uh, since COVID, really. Um, so, yeah, once again, thank you for joining us. Very quickly, a really close game yesterday for those of you. Uh, who might have seen it, Exeter versus Worcester. Without mean to touch on it too much, Beck. <laughs> you're slightly distraught. With the a... pain, the pain on your face there <laughs> yeah. when Max mentioned the game. <laughs> and a rather <laughs> sore neck as well, I think. But what's your thoughts <laughs> on that game? And um, how did you play? What did you rate your performance out of 10? Oh, and that's, a, that's a nasty question. Uh, <laughs> we say, we, one thing we say at Worcester is we don't want to drop below 7 out of 10. So I'll, I'll give myself a 7 out of 10. It's a safe one, isn't it? Um, yeah, what can I say about it? Straight in. Um, I mean, we, with the new coaching setup, we're, we're moving further and further in the right direction, I think, especially against, you know, last year, Exeter champions of pretty much everything, weren't they? They're unbelievable. And we put out a really good performance yesterday. Because straight in, we couldn't take it, take all the points. But um, no, nah, I thought it was, it was a good showing, to be honest. And it was a good game. I mean, yeah. I've heard from a lot of spectators, they enjoyed it. So. Yeah, in no. a bonus point against Exeter, in even if it's four tries, losing, that's something, isn't it? So, I mean, like you say, they are double uh, European and Premiership champions. So, uh, <laughs> it's always going to be tough. But no, we think you gave a great showing. So, not to get up your ass too much. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, awesome. Well, I think we're going to start off with a few quickfire questions. Um, just to... Uh... Uh, get over the loss of yesterday, obviously. Uh, so we've got a couple of quick fire questions, and what we'd like you to do is just give your answer that uh, comes to straight straight to the top of your head. First thing you think of, uh, I'm sure the first thing you want to do the morning after a big game. Um, but yeah, so hopefully you're ready. Um, so yeah. we'll start now. So the first question is, what would you rate Duncan Weir's Afro out of ten? Uh, seven. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do if you weren't a rugby player? Uh. Be a teacher. Win the uh, play for England or win the Premiership. 
win the uh, win the Premiership <laughs> with Worcester. <laughs> that, with Worcester. that to be fair, that's with a Worcester, I'd yeah. want to win the Premiership. Yeah, uh, rugby idol. Paul Saki. Uh, really? <laughs> I'll come on to that later. Mackie, go. Who's going to win the Six Nations? England. Yes. Yes. And finally, beer of choice. Um, so we're uh, a beer. It's not really a massive, probably Carlin. Carlin. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Burton on Trent, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm more, I'm more of a cider or an IPA person, to be honest. But what's your IPA of choice? Uh, well, I'll, I'll go, I like the Elvis juice from Brewdog. Have you, um, Ooh, have you tried neck oil? I haven't, no, not oh, yet. That's a good one. That's a really yeah. good might one. Have to, might have to send you the link for some of them. They're really nice. Yeah, neck oil is good. Yeah, neck we yeah. we actually have like a low-key partnership with a local brewery <laughs> <laughs> called Bedlam. A one of things. really nice ones as well. So we'll send you the links after. So yeah, Paul, why, why Paul Saki? Obviously, he's ex-Wasps. Right? Yeah, I know. Um, so... I grew up in uh, Maidenhead um, to the age of six. Yeah. My, my parents supported the Wasps. And I remember going to one of their games and Paul Saka, I think, had a stormer. And um, I was just there like, that's that's what I want to be. That's what I want to be. And, um, a winger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scoring tries. I mean, who doesn't want to score tries? To fair, but um, nah. So that's why. So... Yeah, Paul Saki. And if it wasn't Paul Saki, it would have been Augustin Creevy. But um, Creevy, oh, Saki, what a player! And you're playing against you. You get to play against him now. He's yeah, a London actually, Irish. I actually got a, I, um, a bit of a fanboy. So after the London Irish game, I asked him for a photo. Really? <laughs> <laughs> what's what's he like? What's mate, he like? We'd all do the same thing. Yeah, he was, he's he's good. He he's he was definitely when we were scrambling against each other. He was definitely confident about himself. He was there like. <laughs> He kept saying the ref, this bloke's messing around. I was like, well, you're messing around. Go on now. <laughs> you can never trust the RGs, can you? Ooh, well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> well, no, I'm not really saying anything. <laughs> yeah, come on, no. do I'm um, not being like that. It's fine. <laughs> um, well, awesome. I think on, on that, we'll move on to our first topic. Um, so we really wanted to talk to you a bit about like university to pro level um, and that kind of sort of transition. So I guess the first thing I want to ask you is like, why did you go to uni and why did you not just go straight in at pro rugby? That's a good, it's a really good question. So um, when I was, when I was younger, I always wanted to do medicine, but I think that was something that was driven by my parents rather than me. And then I was like, well, I want to do rugby and to uni because I, because like my cousin went to Bath. Um, you might know him, Max and Bruno, he's in charge of the fight night. Oh, um, recutting. Yeah, mate, he's my cousin. Oh, right. Did, didn't he go to our school? Yeah, he, went to Cran- he went to Cranbrook. Yeah, yeah, and, we yeah Tom and Frankie, my cousins as well. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that and, is um, a connection yeah. and a half. So I you're telling me how good Bath was. So just wanted to go to Bath. My levels didn't go exactly to plan, but I managed to get in through uh, clearing. Um, that's, pretty, just, that's pretty good clearing, get, yeah. get into Bath, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I went to Bath um, and my mum was all about getting a degree. So she was, she's, they're both really like done education all their lives. Um, and uh, mum's mum actually, once I joined Worcester, started doing voluntary work, education for Worcester uh, Warriors for like the youth. And then they actually offered her a job um, to be the education officer for the entire club. So she, 
so she's in charge of everyone's education at Worcester. And she's like, well, you've got to, you've got to get a degree back. Um, <laughs> so, which, a good <laughs> so yeah, so I went to Bath um, and yeah, that's, so that's why I went. So it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's a really good thing. I'm really happy I'm doing it. I've, so I've split my final year. So I got my dissertation this year, which is um, a bit long. But, and how do you how do you find it balancing yeah, like the work yeah, and yeah. full time professional rugby player alongside you know writing a dissertation and doing all that a lot yeah. you must be knackered after every training session after every match. I mean, I, I know a lot. Out. I know a lot of people who've done it, but for me, um, I've got some really. I've got so, so I'm good friend. I, I say I'm fr- very friendly with a couple of lecturers. Like they're very helpful to me. Um, so like my personal tutor and one of my lecturers for my module, so they've been really helpful. But the thing is, you actually do have a lot of spare time, but it's mostly about, you know, are you feeling physically and mentally up for it when you when you sit yeah. down to do it? So like, there's you must be pretty knackered after games and stuff, but then having to go do work and stuff is like, yeah. I like even like I can be bothered to do like essays. Like sometimes I'd be like, I just sack it off. So after doing like a like a proper Premiership game, probably quite difficult. Well, I've, I've got a big day of uh, dissertation work to do after this, to be fair. So <laughs> I've, got, I've got up nice and early, you know, day. prep myself. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is hard, but it's definitely doable. I know like, I, there's so many boys at the club that are doing like financial degrees, like mm. financial advisor stuff, like all that, all that kind of jazz. And they're, they're, they, if they can all do it, then, I mean, dissertation should be yeah. all right. But... What, what about um playing for like Bath Uni? What, what, was, what was that like? Did you... Did you play at Freshers level? And I'm guessing you played for like first team in first year and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So um, I um, <clears throat> so I played for the uni for the, my first two years. Um, the so the first year, <clears throat> obviously we had Doughty at Bath as well, Max, and he was, yeah. you know, he's legend at the club. To be fair, um, so a lot of the time, a lot of the time, I was warming the bench and um, you know, keeping nice and warm in the cold, cold days away, like <laughs> Leeds Beckett and that, but um. <laughs> In the second year, it was it was more difficult because I had more involvement at Worcester. I had more, so I was in the England twenty squad. So I was going away with them, um, and then so I couldn't really establish myself as a someone who could start because I was never at training. Um, yeah. So obviously, moving to and fro from all these we, different we clubs, um, I ended up just like obviously the coaches thought I had the talent to be in the in the team, but like I just. I was never around long enough to actually warrant starting. So it was one of them ones. Was it more like you were just like playing if you were available, but then training with like Worcester and England and twenties and stuff? Well, so I was, so I was based in, I was based in Bath for the first two years. Mm. So I lived uh, in uni accommodation uh, first year and then shared a flat with some of my mates in, this, uh, in the second year. So it was more of like a, I train at Bath, then Worcester would be like, we've got a game for A-League on the Monday. I'd go back and train on the Friday, stay at Worcester over the weekend, play the Monday, drive back down the Monday night. Like, Quite busy. Train. Yeah. <laughs> busy. Like, the, the, the problem was, because obviously I was an academy hooker, there, there were quite a lot of other hookers at the club. So it may well be that they don't realise they need me for a game until after the weekend's been played. So like, for example, they have a game on the Friday night, let's say Friday night lights at sale, first team hooker gets injured everyone moves up and up a step and they'll have to make sure that they've got their two best hookers fresh for the next weekend. Mm-hmm. So it could be suddenly thought I had the 
weekend off to oh, chill yeah. the lads. Um, and then suddenly I'm playing on the Monday. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. But, Buff, but but playing for Buffy is great. You know, Mark Lilly the was the main coach of Aaron. Uh, both great boys. Like they always looked after me. And um, the train mate. That is, I think it's a really good level. I think. I think uni yeah, really what was the level like compared like now you can especially compare it to like the, the premiership what's that what's that like well I I definitely think playing the best teams is I'd say it's near enough near enough to champ like like oh, look yeah. at how look at how many boys like I wouldn't say it's top top of champ I wouldn't say it's mm-hmm. like your Elins like I wouldn't say it's up there but I definitely say like it's a very good very good level because like if you look at how many people from universities have moved on to champ clubs or even prem clubs now it's actually like it's actually yeah. a silly amount yeah because a lot of uh, a lot of rugby players do like to go to uni like like even if like 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 you're doing playing alongside or like moving on to like professional rugby after completing their degree so it's definitely like a like a route that a lot, a lot of rugby players are taking which is yeah. quite interesting but um, i also th- i also think it's i think it's an easier route for forwards than for backs because i think I think backs, if they're special enough, are expected to break onto the stage, what, 19, 20? Mm. Whereas yeah, the majority flat. of forwards aren't expected to be physically developed enough until they're, what, 22, 23, 24? Well, I would counter that mm. by saying, like, what about someone like Ted Hill, who you play with at Worcester? And he, how old was he when he made his England debut against Japan? 19? Yeah, he's, he's a... He's a He's a special case, though, isn't he? Let's be honest. He's an, <laughs> he is an absolute what, unit. What's it like with having him at, as as captain of Worcester at such young age? That's quite like a like a like an out of the ordinary thing to happen. Yeah, it is. But I, th- I think I think it's a I think it's a good shout. You know, like I think he's he's always been a leader by example. Always has been. Mm. Um, and I think I think he's going to be a leader at the club until until he either decides to leave or until he until he finishes because you know. He's very much Worcester born and bred, and um, I think it's I think it's really good for um, so the whole the whole picture. You know, all all England clubs trying to paint. We want EQP players. We want our academy coming through. We want to base our club around our own homegrown players and bring them forward. And obviously, that's something Worcester want to do as well. And I think to place their faith in Ted and say to him, "We want you to be our captain." Which I assume will continue for for a long time. Years and years. <laughs> I, I'd expect it to because I think he's doing a great job. Um, I think I think it's good to I think it's good to so we've got I think it's good to give it to him now. I mean, when you say like captain, you expect he's doing everything, but there's a lot of different leadership teams, mm. and um, so he doesn't take responsibility for absolutely everything going on at the club. But um, mm-hmm. on field, he's captain, and you know. It's it's good for I think it's good development for him yeah, to take yeah. some leadership role, mm. um, and I think I think it was I think it was a great choice. He's a great boy as well. To be fair, have you have you known him a, a long time or? Yeah, so I've been so obviously he's we're so we're the same age. Um, played mm. each, played with each other since we're probably fourteen at county level. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember when I was a when I was a bit smaller under seventeen. My dad was like. If you want to make it, you need to start hanging out with Ted because he's massive. <laughs> so, yeah, um, big here, here you are. You've clearly been hanging out with him yeah. maybe a bit too much. <laughs> shall yeah. we um 
Shall we move on to talking? I think we want to talk a bit about like your uh, your uh, England under twenties experience and like all like the England stuff you've done so far. Yeah. So obviously, you um played for England in the final for the under twenty World Cup. Was it? We just like how how what was your best experience in that whole thing? Like with like obviously not great losing in the final, but what what did you make? Is what do you have any like interesting stories about the tour or anything like that? Um, oh, interesting stories about the tour. Um. <laughs> I'm sure there are a couple I can think of, but the, I started the the best bit. The best bit was walking out onto the pitch, singing anthem, mm. and just it was absolutely full, like it was mental. It was mental, like it was <laughs> the, the crowd was in full swing, like seeing some French song. I don't know what it is, but they're all <laughs> they're all waving, they're all they're all waving, they're all waving French flags. You know, it was just it was just such an odd feeling because like this is something that I've always wanted to do: walk out to a a stadium full of people you know like everyone aims like everyone aims to play for England which is what which is something I definitely want to aspire mm. to um and just to see a crowd and to to hear the, the cacophony was just it was it was outrageous it was just something out of a different world <laughs> yeah. like um yeah it was just something very special um any funny stories like, it was actually quite a while ago now. It must have been what two who, years. Who, who did you share like rooms with? Oh, so there was there was six of us. So I think oh, I can't six. remember. A proper dorm situation. It's like boarding school. Well, <laughs> you should you should have seen where we were staying. So the way the way so the way it works is um so they have loads of different hotels in the in the country, and um the top so in each group the top seed gets to pick. A hotel in a certain area of the country, the best hotel. Mm. So obviously England had what? Uh, what was the year prior? They did they win it? No, they they came fourth. Against, they lost to New Zealand, didn't they? Or was that in the mm. final? I can't remember. But mm. um, so they were they were the top pick in our seed. So in our oh, it was so it was just this. There were so many villas <laughs> in this highest place ever. It was, it was essentially like a. A chateau it was <laughs> yeah um and uh so when i say there's six of us like it was who were the who were the lads you were sharing with oh, so uh, tom willis yeah um henry walker i think ted hill jay was it james scott and yeah. was he was he joe hayes i think i think that was the six of us but then yeah. I think Henry moved at some point because um, he didn't like you. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, who would play? I can't remember. Can't remember. Oh. But I remember. I remember spending a lot of time with James Kenny mm-hmm. because we were because obviously I'm not. I when I worked, first went to England twenties, they uh, they just saw me as a a bit of a drunkard. I think. Why was that? <laughs> I guess the the uni stereotype. Hopefully, is it, was no, it quite a different culture? Like, with, was, is the is it like on the same level, like drinking and stuff as at uni? Was not at no. all. <laughs> but I, I I didn't drink much at uni. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, compared um, compared to some. <laughs> Max, I mean, looking at you. I mean, we always we always sell it, we always um had a couple after games, you know. As you do, um, but it wasn't. I mean, it was it was more of a social thing. 
Well, yeah. not, Chilled not, out. The not the twenties. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it was about the games, and it was focused on the next game. Really, I mean, we had a good night at the end of it all. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. But everyone very much it's takes different. it really seriously. Yeah. I guess, obviously, compared I mean, to any kind of like uni. Rugby I mean, when you get to when like at that point when you're twenty, it, it's probably the pinnacle of what your rugby career has been so far. Mm. So everyone's no, just focused. One hundred percent. So everyone's just focused on that, and and everyone everyone wants to win it, don't they? So yeah, it's all about the next game and preparing yourself in the best way. Um, I guess everyone wants to impress as well. Yeah. So no one's going to do anything stupid. Like you probably you could probably arguably see more stupid stuff happening on like a senior England tour. To, by like well, we have done, haven't we, in the past yeah. with Tuilangi and stuff in <laughs> New Zealand, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, no. Let's not go into that. Um, I guess one thing I definitely want to ask you is kind of touching on both the university and uh, the under-20s experience um, would be some of the players that you've played and anyone that stood out. Obviously, we, you spoke about Augustine Creevy and how difficult he was, I guess, at the scrum. But, um, yeah, any, anyone that you've played, mainly at the under-20s, you, you played against that France team. Um, yeah they were pretty special. So anyone that stood out particularly to you that you were just like, this guy's unplayable? Um, I mean, obviously, Demba Bar was silly. Was silly. Um, mm. Tired. Um, Beast. Not, um, who else is there? Who were who some of the names who played in that French team? Mackie? Uh, they yeah, had I think, Tama, I think he, Woki. I think he, uh, oh, yeah. Wokey was good. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're all good. They they won yeah. it, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> but um, blind me, I can't even. I can't even remember. I mean, at the time, I was, I was fighting it out to be on the bench of Gabriel Ogre, so I was mm. more focused on us rather than the French. Yeah, than the actual. Um, yeah. um it's crazy. There were definitely there were definitely a lot. There was definitely a lot of them. Yeah, it's um, crazy that team, that, that French team, though, the number of them that have broken into the senior team yeah. is insane. And like, what about what about in the premiership? Who who is that one person apart from Augustine Creevy that you went like, oh, I want to play, I want to play him, I want to hit him hard <laughs> because I want to show him that I'm, you know, here. <laughs> See, that's an interesting question. I mean, obviously I've, I've got a lot of Oh, I'd say I've got a lot, a lot of friends at different clubs from, from like from all the youth England yeah. teams. Um, I mean, Smithy. And weirdly, so... I haven't actually played him yet. Really? Um, really? Uh, yeah. Um, he was. I think he's being rested in the in the COVID mm. um, game. I did like hitting. I liked. I liked going for Caden. That was good crack. <laughs> um, but, um, no, I, I, I can't think of anyone else really. Yeah. Um, well, sh- shall we move on to a bit more about Worcester then? Because obviously, some massive name signings like Duhan van der Merwe, and um, I can't remember who else. You may got like you're definitely building like a. Chris Ashton. Uh, yeah, Chris Ashton, as you're showing like from yesterday. How how do you feel like? With like the club progressing, obviously you touched on a bit earlier, but yeah, what do you think? Um, you know, it's it's it's, it's a really good thing for the, the fans and the players to hear like the intent that mm. um, the owners and the coaches have with their signings. You know, you know how it is. Um, I mean, 
it's Duan's a weapon, isn't he? To be honest, he's, yeah, he's scary. scary. He's good, his, and, uh, he's good mates with um, one really. of the players at the club now, Cornell. And Cornell says he's a really good guy as well. Um, mm. But I think, I think signings, the signings were made really good, and Chris Ashton's look, been really been looking really sharp in training as well. Um, nice. But I think, I think if you if you watched the game last night, mm. I thought both the wingers played really well. Yeah, 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 and I mean, that was also really good to see. To like, they've basically just said to the coaches, "You can bring them in, but they're in form." And yeah, are. yeah. So I think, yeah. I think there'll be, I think that, I think there'll be some really good competition next. Yeah, it can only year. be good for the club, really. Yeah, I mean, oh. it's it's good, it's good to it's good to bring in these signings because it just it pushes everyone else on to work mm. harder. It pushes everyone else on to push each other to, and then I think that's a, I think it's a really good environment for growth and development in the club. And um, yeah. I think yeah. I think bringing Chris Ashton is also really good because he's what now he's thirty two, and got he's, a lot of experience. he's got so much experience. He's been with England so much, you know. He's mm. been at so many different clubs, and he can he can pass that on to wingers, yeah, back, or back three players, you know. And he'll know he'll know a lot, and I think it'd be really really helpful for a lot of the boys, especially because we got. What about like your own personal growth? Like, is is how's the clubs? Do the is the club like really supportive? Like, are there any players who like mentor you or anything like that? Um, yeah. So there is a mentor system. So I've uh I've worked with a few of the hookers. So I got on really well with um Joe Joe Tafte, mm-hmm. who's a um, Leon yeah. now. So I got on really well with him, and he he helped me out a lot as well. Niall as well. Was that uh, like? Was he just what what kind of stuff did you do with him? Like, was it just like? mentoring like practice like um with him it was more of like a getting used to getting used to being in a rugby environment you know obviously obviously it's a job but there's a lot of times where you're not picked and there's a lot of times when something doesn't go your way in training or in in game and it's very easy i mean max and you know me i'm quite i'm quite an intense bloke um and it's very easy to lose. It's very easy to lose your head, and that will ruin like you for the, to the whole day or the week or something. And um, he was very, very good at you know just. So I, when I was younger, I was very much a, if you're a hooker, I'm not gonna like you. Because um, <laughs> I was very much a position hater because I wanted to be the best. But I think he just he brought to light that rule rule. People will like we'll have ups and downs. We'll try to do our best. You know what I mean? And it's good to it's good to have everyone be your friends because there's in a in a situation where everyone is trying to vie for a te- for a place in the team and you want the team to win. There's no point having animosity on the pitch and when you're training. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so he he brought a lot like a lot of I'd say like a, a life lesson on on the rugby to me. Um, and then I've done a lot of uh, I do a lot of throwing of um, Niall um, and Isaac. So Niall's uh, got unbelievable darts, and um, <laughs> set piece, his set piece has always been pretty pretty spot on. So he's um, helped me with that. Um, Have you ever? Did you ever train with Mackie? He, uh, he Max and he used to say that he 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 was renowned for his his line out throwing. Asked <laughs> <So> you <laughs> to brag about how he got taught by some ex pro at club or something. <laughs> What I did not say that. that. Was <laughs> I'm pretty sure you did. 
Look how red he's gone. You can see it. You literally <laughs> used to brag. You used to brag about how good your handling was, how good your throwing was. But then you also said that you wanted to be a scrum half at one point because your passing was so good. You were like, yeah, both hands. I I've played got scrum it. half for freshers, so. Wow, <laughs> oh, you're so fat, mate. Come on. <laughs> I don't know, Beck. Maybe I can throw a few darts as you want there and sh- show you how it's done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> show you how it's done. <laughs> to be fair, Mackie did used to stand on what was it, the 22, and just ping it at the crossbar. Yeah, classic crossbar thing. Do you do that, Beck? Is that like a common training exercise or just something no. that people do for fun? No, this is more <laughs> for fun. It's more for fun. It's more for like a competition rather than a training. I don't think I could throw it halfway to the to the crossbar, to be honest. <laughs> These little dweeby arms. What the best it's what the best players do. Beck, maybe <laughs> maybe we can have a little competition after you can record yourself throwing ten darts from the from the halfway line to try and hit the crossbar yeah, and I'll do the from same. The half, from the halfway line. <laughs> yeah. And then, <laughs> and then we'll go against No each- run up. No run up. No run up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Wait, so no there, there was there was one person I wanted to ask you about. Like, I I class myself as a bit of a Blues fan from from Auckland, um, because that's one okay. of the only places in New Zealand I've been. Yeah. And now one person, Maliki and I used to watch. We used mm. to get up at what like six six thirty on a Saturday morning and watch watch the Blues play because we were absolutely gassed for New Zealand rugby. And you and, start, uh, beers as well, or. <laughs> yeah, always, always, mate, in the boarding house. Yeah, the whole time. Um, and one person who we just loved to watch was Milani Nanai. Yeah, and obviously he's someone who plays for Worcester. So I wanted to get your thoughts on him. Basically, he's a, he, he's a great bloke. Um, very funny, and he's got a, he's got an unbelievable side step, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. it's actually it's something you it's something like when he runs, you're like. He's he's really he's actually really quite big as well, is like he? He's, yeah, he's quite tall. Like and he looks so lanky though. <laughs> on nah, the telly. Yeah, but like the, oh, some of the some of them are just outrageous, aren't they? Um, yeah, he's a really good guy. Um, I play a lot of COD with him actually. Um, yeah. <laughs> Xbox or PlayStation? Well, he's he's on PC now, but I'm uh I'm oh, he's a proper gamer. Yeah. Um, well, he's, he's just moves across, so I've been carrying him on my back for a while now. Um, um, no. Nah, Wait, he, what other games do you play? Do you play Apex? I don't play Apex. No. Just um, Warzone. I actually, so <clears throat> my mates in my in the house, uh, we all used to play Fortnite together, so we still play that every now and then as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Victory Royale. Yeah. <laughs> What's your KD on COD then? Oh, no, not too big. <laughs> not too big. I think it's like 1.3 now. That's free. That's better than me. I think I'm about one. I haven't played COD in ages, though. I get too frustrated. It's like FIFA. FIFA and COD, I just oh, rage. FIFA. <laughs> so, so Vec, you, where, where do you live now? Do you live in Woodstone? Who Do you live with players or? Yeah, so um, uh, recently I just bought my own house. Um, so I've, so two, two of my best mates are renting with me so I give them cheap rent and they help me pay my mortgage mm, um, sick. yeah so I live Good with self. two boys I'm not sure if they're both awake yet I think they're still sleeping in oh, lucky um, buggers so one of the, I mean one of them was Nick David and he played for 80 so I'd, I'd sleep in as well <laughs> well you did um, have your 10 minute cameo in the first half as well but well, I had like, one minute cameo yeah. <laughs> yeah. we were yeah. like Beck's on and then we were like Beck's off <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, Beck's yeah. on yeah Beck's on quite early 
that oat is going off again. <laughs> it was it was it was one of them ones. I was like, I was looking at the clock. I was like, all right, so there's two minutes left. Do you reckon I'm gonna get on? I was like, nah. So I sat back down, and then there was a knock on, and I was just I kind of didn't even realize what like there was a knock on, and Niall Niall was like, Beck, you're on now, and I was there like, what? I thought I thought there was going to be another reset and I was like so I'm going to do two scrums you're going to reset it and I'm going to have to go off and I was going to come on for the third reset uh, oh yeah because there was like no time left on the sim bin yeah yeah bit of a, oh, bit of confusion um the other thing I wanted to ask about Worcester was specifically to do with um Ollie Lawrence yeah um and the main question I want to ask was obviously having someone like that going on and doing so well playing for England, how does that affect the squad and the squad mentality in your opinion? Well, I think, I think it's really good. Um, so th- there's always been that stigma around Worcester. Um, I wouldn't say this year, but I'd say over the, like, the last few years that if you're at Worcester and you're a really good player, you're never going to make it in the England squad and you need to leave. There's always been that stigma, like it's the same for London Irish, like, um, and some other, like a couple other clubs, like maybe Newcastle Falcons. But um, I think it's just, I think it's just shown a lot of the players that you that you can stay at Worcester and still make it, which I think, I think it's really good because I think a lot of people leave, and there's a lot of other really good young, talented players at Worcester. I think if if they stay, then I think we can move on up the table yeah I think we can really start really start fighting for top six and beyond yeah do you you see yourselves doing that this season I mean I think I think this season's going to be hard I think I think it's doable Um, I mean essentially points wise it is still doable Mm. but I mean we've had a lot of new coaches in um, and we'll uh, we'll see how it goes on the podcast Nick (laughs) (laughs) he's just waking up Um, uh, so yeah I I definitely think it's doable and I mean I think Ollie's a I think Ollie's Ollie's a good bloke Um, he's a really good guy and he's not you know you always you you always worry sometimes that when a really young player who's who know like he is good and he he knows he's good um, but he he isn't he isn't he isn't like bad about it, do you know what I mean? Like he's he's completely he's not cocky no. about it. No, I mean I went to school with him at Bromsgrove and yeah, um, he's definitely grown up a lot since those days. Um, and then I mean when he goes away, like I think I think we're still in a good place, you know. Like if you watched Ollie Morris over the last few games, yeah, he's, he had a great game yesterday. He's been so good. Um, so I think. I think having Ollie in the England squad has been really good, for, really good for the club. I mean, like, definitely helps. Like the fans love it. Mm. Players are all happy for him. Like he's a good guy. And um, yeah, so I think it's positive. Yeah, I think I think Worcester are definitely on like an up. Like we we have a bit of a joke where Ed one or Ed or Maxon once said like Saints are on the up, and then they went on a massive losing streak. <laughs> this was this was just before COVID, and they got to like the quarterfinals <laughs> of the Champions Cup. And we were like, oh yeah, North Maxim was like Northampton are on the up. And I was, uh, and then they went on some, you know. They lost like ten games in a row. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can, I, I can actually genuinely see Worcester. Like, oh, 
we I'm hope you're not cursed. I'm with... touching wood. I'm touching wood. Yeah, so am I. We hope not you, we're not um, cursing you with the much double rugby jinx, I guess. <laughs> um, but no, with the money that clubs invested, hopefully we'll see Worcester climb out the table because it's hard to it's hard to hate Worcester. Yeah. I mean, it's hard it's to hate a lot. It's hard. It's hard to hate a lot of rugby teams. I mean, I'm a yeah. really big Quinns fan. Max is a really big Saris fan, and Mal decided to support Quinns a few. <laughs> a few days ago when he was <laughs> and he was like I don't actually support a team who should I pick <laughs> so I guess yeah Worcester, man. I'll, 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 I guess yeah. to kind of wrap it up a tiny bit um, one or two more questions would be where are Worcester going to come this season a number a number <laughs> what position be brave Beck be, be, be brave <laughs> okay so I think I think don't look at the table. The you you is, won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> things uh, are so tight. I think we're eleventh, aren't we? Yeah. So it's, it's it so could be worse. Bottom. It's so tight. Like I think not far off Bath. I think. Well, I yeah, thought I'm Bath. Gonna, you I'm, said Bath were on the off, and then now look where they are. It's so good. I don't. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to sixth or seventh. Nice. That's what. That's yeah, why. That's why. That's why. I definitely. It's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Is that is yeah. that hopeful or is is that hopeful or is that? I mean, at the moment, there's only eight points difference, and there's a few games to go. So, yeah, and, and I then think, I think if I think if we carry on if we carry on playing the way we did last night, but maybe a couple less penalties, then <laughs> games will start going our way. Exactly. And finally, um, where do you see yourself going? And let's say the next five or ten years as your career progresses, what are you pushing for personally? I know it's such a difficult question, but. <laughs> Uh, just maybe some small goals for yourself that you set yourself. It can be like for next week or where you see yeah. yourself in the next few years. I mean, the aim for me is to keep progressing at Worcester. Um, I mean, obviously, I'd I'd love to be the first choice hooker starting week in week out. I mean, that's definitely a goal within the next, you know, how how many years it may take. But obviously, the sooner the better. Um, and then. I'd like to obviously, as as you asked me, do I want to win the Premiership or do I want to play for England? I mean, I'd love to win the Premiership with Worcester. Like it's my it's my team, it's my home team, and loads of my friends play here. Um, and that would be definitely something in the next four, five, six years. You know, like like extra extra esque, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, that's definitely something I'd love love to do. And then obviously, everyone everyone wants to play internationally. I'd love to play for England. Um, I, I, whether it's whether it's a one cap a minute off the bench or if it's <laughs> starting to actually play for them, I, I don't like mind. Tom Dunn. Yeah, but he's no. a good player. He's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I think I think there's definitely definitely something to work towards. There. I mean, you've done it at under twenties level. There's no reason why you can't go on and um, you know do it do it at the top level. So yeah. um, we wish you we wish you all the best on your rugby travels and your. Um, excursions on and off the pitch um, so thank you so much for coming on Beck it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you uh, unlucky with the loss yesterday but just come out next week and uh, who are you playing next week no, by the way Tigers Tigers show less yeah. what you got yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah that's about all we've got time for I think but thank you so much again and uh, stay yeah. safe perfect alright catch you all soon we hope you enjoyed the episode with Beck Cutting uh, it was great to record with him and he had some really interesting insights on the England 20s as well as Worcester's uh, 
future potential in the Premiership. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube, follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as well as follow our Instagram at Much About Rugby. In next week's episode, we continue our Rugby Around the World series. Um, we'll be talking to uh, someone from the US. Uh, we'll be chatting everything about rugby in the US, um, how the game is developing over there, not only in sevens, but also in fifteens. So be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any more exclusive rugby content. Rugby.